0: Hi, I'm Pastor Corey, and you're listening to the Orange United Methodist Sermon Podcast. We're a church in Chapel Hill, North Carolina, that wants to help you find your place in God's story, and we hope this sermon can guide you along that path. Visit orangemethodist.org to find out more information about location, service times, upcoming events, and ways to give. We hope you enjoy. Our scripture lesson this morning comes to us from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 1 verses 26 through 38. I invite you to turn with me in your own Bible or on your mobile device, or you can even use the Pew Bible found there in front of you. Luke chapter 1, verses 26 through 38. Hear now these words. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth The servant of the Lord, let it be with me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. This is the word of God for you, the people of God. Thanks be to God. I'm Adam Seat. I'm the lead pastor here at Orange. Thank you for being a part of this time. As, as we're in this Christmas season, we're facing so many different uncertainties, not knowing what seems to come uh, next. just this week, my wife uh, began to have some congestion early in the week. And by the end of the week, she had tested positive for COVID. And so I have been symptom-free and continuing to test negative. We've lived in opposite ends of the house as much as possible, uh, but still continuing to try to be as safe as possible for all around. But so uh, we don't know what Christmas looks like anymore, it seems. But we're still thankful that we celebrate the birth of Christ our Savior. Let's go to God once again in prayer. Lord God, as we come together today, we come. We come ready. We come ready to receive your Holy Spirit. Lord, you are in this place, and we thank you for the way that your Spirit has already been at work through song, through prayers, through the Scripture. Lord, now may your Spirit continue to speak. Transform the words that proceed from thy mouth, and as they fall upon our ears and penetrate our hearts, may they be changed into the word of God that we need to hear today, as individuals and collectively as one body. Lord, we pray this in the name of Jesus and through the power of the Holy Spirit and all of God's people said, Amen. How well do you sleep on Christmas Eve? I know i don 't sleep very well on Christmas Eve, but it always seems to be that my mind is running a hundred miles per hour thinking through everything. I know as my boys were growing older, I was beginning to think, Have I done all that I was supposed to do to help Santa get everything ready for the next morning? Did I buy enough batteries that he had told me to get for the things? Am I going to be able to assemble the things that he needs my help on? I always, have always been thinking through those kind of things. But even as I go back to my time as a child, I remember not <coughs> sleeping well on Christmas Eve. My mind would be racing. Did I make sure that I put down everything that I wanted on my Christmas letter that I mailed to Santa? Or was I even going to get anything at all? I, this may be a surprise to you, but I was always concerned that I was going to be on the naughty list. I know, hard to believe. But I was fearful that that would be the case and that come, Sunday, uh, some, come Christmas morning, that there would not be anything for me except maybe a lump of coal. I was talking to my dad just last weekend, and dad and I were talking about Christmas when he was a boy. And he, dad said that he was always fearful going through Christmas Eve that on Christmas morning, that there would be nothing there for him, whether because he had been on the naughty list or just there was not going to be anything. So I recognize where I get that fear. We enter into this time and we have these uncertainties. There's so many uncertainties, as my family is currently even experiencing right now. The only certainty in life is there are uncertainties. And we're going to face situations and circumstances that are full of uncertainty and confusion. And yet we're called to continue to move forward. I find this being lived out so beautifully in this passage of scripture that I read from just a few moments ago. In this passage, we see there is this movement from fear and confusion to being inquisitive and curious and to being open and courageous. We begin with this scene where God does something remarkable. God sends his angel. He sends his angel, Gideon. Not Gideon, Gabriel. Sorry, wrong one. (laughs) He sends his angel, Gabriel, to a small, poor town in Galilee, Nazareth. He sends Gabriel to deliver this message to Mary, who was betrothed, engaged to a carpenter, Joseph. Mary, a young girl, poor young girl we see that lived out later when Jesus is presented at the temple and she has to offer the sacrifice of the poor of two turtle doves but as we know here Gabriel comes to to Mary and Gabriel begins by saying greeting favored one the Lord is with you you know this favored one, this language of being one that is favored, it reminds me of, I went on a mission trip to Atlanta one time, and one of the things that we did was we partnered with a recovery house, and we, they, these people had been through so many different circumstances in life, finding their way through addiction, and still they were seeking to be a part of helping others in the community. And so as we shared in our work together, one of the things that everyone at this recovery house had to say is if anybody ever asked you, how are you doing? You were to respond, blessed and highly favored. And I mean, they held everybody accountable. So how are you doing? Blessed and highly favored. Y'all are quick. Y'all are quick. But we would hear that. And the youth that were on this trip with me, we would talk about, that seems odd to say, highly favored or that we're blessed, especially in light of the circumstances that they themselves were facing. But we were reminded that when God looks upon you, God sees one that God loves. When God looks upon you, God sees a favored one. And so here, Gabriel comes to Mary and says, greetings favored one. The Lord is with you. That line, the Lord is with you, reminds me of my favorite name of God, Emmanuel, God with us. I have a book that has 365 names of God to read through this devotional book and each day be reminded of a different name of God. But I still come back to my favorite one as always, Emmanuel, God with us. And here Gabriel says to Mary, Mary, You are a favored one, and the Lord is with you. Now, Mary is perplexed. The scripture says, this translation says that she was perplexed and wondered what this greeting meant. If you read from other translations, many of them will say that she was greatly troubled. She was greatly troubled. But here, Gabriel sees this trouble and how she is perplexed and says, Do not be afraid, Mary. For you have found favor with God. You know, every time an angel appears in the scriptures, the angel has to offer encouragement and it has to say the words, Do not be afraid, fear not. Wonder why? Probably because they're terrifying. I don't know what time of day this was that the angel appeared. In my mind, I always visualize it happening at night. You know, this angel radiating light. And, but the scripture doesn't say that, it just says that the angel appeared to Mary. And the angel appears and offers this peace do not be afraid for you have found favor with god the angel begins to give the report of what is to happen that she would be with child and that the child's name would be jesus and then mary shifts from the fear and confusion and engages in being inquisitive and curious how can this be she asked for i am a virgin Oh, the angel then begins to give the explanation. The Holy Spirit will come upon her and that she will be with child and this child will be great. This child will be the one that sits on the throne for all of eternity. After hearing all these things, Mary shifts from fear and confusion. She shifts from being inquisitive and curious to being open and courageous. She says, here I am, the servant of the Lord, let it be with me according to your word. I love this. This acceptance that she hears what the angel has says and she accepts it and is willing to be the vessel that brings Jesus Christ, God himself, into the world. She accepts it and is willing because of this courage that she demonstrates. She is willing to be the one that brings the king of kings into the world. Mary models this courage for us, changing from the fear about her circumstances and moving into acceptance, something that is active. And I think she does this because she recognizes she's a favored one. She's blessed and highly favored. I think about a memory I have of my mom was my mom and dad had four grandsons all within the span of about two and a half years, (laughs) And as these boys grew, my dad would always say that Jacob, my oldest son, you're number one because he was the first one born. And then Aaron, uh, Landon and Nathan would be two and three and then Aaron, my youngest son, would be number four. One day my mom was, his dad was trying to call out the numbers one, two, three, and four. My mom messed up and she said to Jacob, you're my favorite. (laughs) You know how that made everybody else feel. (laughs) But you know what? It reminded me of another time. I had a funeral one time of a beautiful woman that died and left three sons, adult adult sons, behind. And late in her life, she wrote a letter to each one of those sons and said, Please, don't ever read this letter in the presence of your brother's. And as the brothers each opened the letter, it, each one letter had beautiful attributes about the things that she loved about them and the blessings she was offering to them. And she, she concluded each letter the exact same way. She said, Remember, you're my favorite. <laughs> I think God looks upon you. And he says, You're my favorite. You are favored. God, God favors, even when we don't favor ourselves, God favors you. God favors you so much that he was willing to come in the form of Jesus, humbling himself even unto a cross. Because God looks upon you. And God sees favor in you. I believe that we are called to be like Mary. Mary. That in spite of the confusion, in spite of the fear, in spite of our circumstances and situations around us, in in spite of an uncertainty, I believe that God calls us, like Mary, to bring Christ into this world. This world that needs the King of Kings, the Prince of Peace. I believe God calls us to be those vessels willing to say, here I am, a servant of the Lord. May we look for those ways that we can continue to bring Christ into this world. Well, tonight, tonight we'll celebrate that birth. Tonight we'll come together and light the candles and sing the songs, share in the sacrament of Holy Communion. We'll be reminded of how Christ came and Christ comes. For he is the Emmanuel, the God with us. Let us pray. Lord God, I thank you for the way that you pour out that favor unto us. Truly, we are blessed and highly favored. For you look upon all of creation and you see the beauty of what it could be. You look upon all of creation, seeking for all to be in that relationship with you and you sent your son so that that might be possible. God, we thank you for Mary and her willingness to be that servant of the Lord. But God, may we too recognize that you look upon us with favor. And you look upon us as those who will bring, continue to bring Christ into a world that needs to see the love is found through you. So God, may you use us, servants of the Lord. We pray this in the name of Jesus and through the power of the Holy Spirit and all of God's people said, amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's sermon. Please join us again next week. In the meantime, you can find us online at orangemethodist.org.